Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. I'm your host, Melinda, and I'm joined by my co-host, Carmel. What up? We have one more episode, and that's the end of season one. We're so grateful that you guys have been listening for the last 20 episodes, and we hope your minds have been stimulated and any of you you've joined enjoyed the conversations that we've had and the special guests and we got some really cool things coming up for season two. So make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and of course share episodes that resonated with you and let us know any topics that you think we should be talking about. Yep. Not just current events, anything that's anything. important to be talked about, yep. we wanna know. Um, but today we need to talk about something very serious, um, because my heart is very heavy. As we've seen in the last week, uh, we've had quite a few mass shootings in the United States. And just in the last couple of days, we had two big ones where nearly 30 people lost their lives and I think almost 50 people were injured. And this, of course, has been a, a huge topic of conversation over the last few years in mm-hmm. this country, just in regards to um, white supremacy and nationalism and mental illness and, uh, of course, gun control. And I think what's frustrating me so much about this is that, well, I mean, it's frustrating everybody is that nothing's getting done. And we see this happen time and time again. And I think we as a people are almost becoming desensitized to this situation because we hear about it. We're like, oh, another mass shooting. Okay, well, we'll be sad about it for a few hours and then move on. And then the next one happens. We'll be sad about it for a few hours and then we move on. And I, I don't know enough about you know, passing policy and, and, and politics in that sense, you know, obviously Drexel, our resident uh, democratic mm-hmm. strategist knows all about that stuff, but I cannot for the life of me understand why people tend to think that gun control means you're taking all of the guns away. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to restrict civilians from having assault rifles right? because no civilian, no normal just stay-at-home mom in the middle of Kansas needs to have an assault rifle or any gun that can kill 9, 10, 12 people in under a minute. Yeah. Yeah, and that <clears throat> and it's sad to have to say it that way, but if these shooters had used a, a weapon that wasn't as um, violent or at, could shoot at such a rapid uh, capacity, several lives would have been saved. Now, yeah. someone would have gotten shot, of course, but yeah. that's, you know... Uh, nine people in a minute is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I remember <clears throat> a while back the the Florida club shooting. I mm-hmm. think it was fifty people. Yep, 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 yep. And that I remember talking to someone who um, was in the military. And he said the type of weapon he would have to have to do that is so hard to get. So he's like, I'm wondering how did this person get this gun. So that's yeah. the thing people need to understand. We're not talking about taking guns away, but we need to restrict or somehow or another make it so it's not this easy. Right. Because we have people who are just getting guns and are able to walk into a Walmart, into a club, into a random store and just start firing on people. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah, they could still buy a simple gun at a Walmart or a, you know, a, a bait and tackle shop, but that gun's not going to kill 50 people right. in two minutes. So right. that's, that's the thing people need to understand. But it's weird. We have to have this debate between, you know, I want my guns and then, you know, I want my freedom and, but this is going to happen and people are getting killed. But it's like, I think we're smart enough to figure out what this really means. So right. I don't know why people get so riled up about like, right. your, your freedoms are being taken away. They're not. They really aren't. Well, I just get so frustrated with people that 
care more about having the right to bear arms than they do about the fact that innocent people are losing their lives constantly. And I'm really not a fan of the argument like, oh, well, people that are going to kill are going to kill anyway. So does that mean that we shouldn't have laws against murder? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that we shouldn't have laws against crime just because people are going to do it anyway? That doesn't mean that you should not have any form of restriction. You have those laws set into place so that people essentially will follow them. But if there's no rules against it and there's nothing keeping them from obtaining these type of weapons, then, you know, they're just going to get them regardless. Right. But there's, if there's something in place and people might think, oh, I could get in trouble for this or this could happen. But in regards to getting in trouble for this, we've seen time and time again that these mass murderers who are mostly white men, and you can look at the statistics, is not me just, you know, spouting off, the majority of mass shootings that have happened in this country have been done by white men. They have been treated with more respect than any person of color is ever treated when they do far less crimes in this country. And that makes me sick to my stomach because it very it, it is the very epitome of what white privilege is. And people don't want to see the truth when it comes to that. When you have a guy who goes into a church and shoots nine people who are praying, gets treated to Burger King. When you see pictures of Eric Gardner, who's being accused of selling cigarettes, saying, I can't breathe. He's being strangled strangled down to the ground by five cops and he loses his life. And then you see this kid who shoots up an entire mall in El Paso. 20 people die and he gets gently taken away in handcuffs to the car. There is a problem with white privilege. There's a problem with white supremacy in this country. And there is this false narrative that people of color are the issue when we've seen time and time again that unstable white men are the issue. And this brings back a a post that I saw on Facebook a while back that I jumped on where someone posted, who is is the most terrorizing ethnicity in our world? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, it was no question. No question. It's no question. Right. And I almost thought it was a trick question. And then I I answered it and I said, you know... uh, White males, it's, it's not even close, and they were shocked. Mm. I'm like, like, what do you, what do you not seeing? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, whether it's now in recent history or historical, like ancient history, it's beginning always of time. beginning of time, right? <laughs> like, it's been white males. Yeah. So I'm like, what, 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 what are we not getting? Like, mm-hmm. and it, this, this is what bugs me about the news is that you see this false narrative. They keep painting pictures of whether it's black males or Arab males or whatever that we're the ones that are terrorists, mm-hmm. we're the ones that are thugs, we're the ones that are hurting people. I'm like. It's not even close. Right. Like, right. it's not even close. This was so weird to me. And again, we see another mass shooting. And I guarantee you, it's going to be this kid had problems, mental issues, for the sure. way he was raised, his parents, something. Somehow, some excuse is going to be created for him mm-hmm. for what he did. Eric Gardner was accused of selling cigarettes right. and was killed. Right. Like, I, I don't think people are understanding this. There's something we don't, sometimes don't have to do anything anything yeah. and we're getting killed yeah let alone okay if one of us walked outside with a gun and we're flashing i guarantee we're getting shot right but like these people literally killed 20 9 18 whatever people and are getting just walked into the car yeah let the burger king thing which is and they paid for it by the way which is crazy and that's a slap in the face to the people that just lost their lives yes How indecent do you have to be and how disrespectful and insensitive do you have to be to treat somebody who just murdered nine innocent people who were just there to praise God and pray and welcomed him with open arms to a meal? Yeah. Why did he deserve that? They deserve to have their lives. They deserve to have their Bible study and their prayer time, whatever they're doing. But he deserved to get treated like that. You're not a human at that point to me. No. And this makes me, and this, I mean, I hate to go off on that, you know, on that slam, but it feels like some of these cops were okay with it. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, you know, you killed a bunch of black folks. Yeah, you know what? Well, I mean, it's in the South. It's, 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 in the it's South. not out of their own right. possibility that they would have that mindset, unfortunately. Right. Just like when we talked, you know, a few weeks ago about the, the church burnings mm-hmm. and that kid who did it. Like, I'm pretty sure he was told to. I'm pretty sure. sure some older white males set him up and say, hey, I kid, do that. this and we'll take, you I know, we'll take that. care of you. You know, you'll go to jail for a little bit, but you'll be okay. Right. Like, so, and then someone else posted, um, I guess Trump is playing golf today. Mm-hmm. And so someone said, well, how can he go play golf when there's been mass shootings? I'm like, everything's going according to plan. Why Why should he care? He's a white male. He's a rich white male. These are his people. Yeah. He probably likes this. He's probably okay mm-hmm. with it. So why wouldn't he go play golf? Well, he's emboldened them as well. He's galvanized them with his rhetoric. They, I mean, if you don't know much about uh, the, the profiles of the shooters from Dayton and El Paso, and specifically the shooter from El Paso, he cited Trump in his manifesto. Um, he, there was a picture that was surfacing and I have to confirm if it's true, but I do believe it was from his Facebook page that he spelled out Trump with all of the guns that he owned. And he cited a lot of what Trump said about Hispanic people and about immigrants being the problem in this country, how we have a border crisis, how they were rapists, how they're drug dealers. And when you get to that point, I mean, first of all, we can speculate with a lot of these uh, shootings and a lot of the, the situations that have happened just with the racism and everything. It's easy to blame Trump because it's like, look at the stuff that he's been saying over the last years. You know, nobody's actually come out and said, I did this because of Trump. So now that that has actually happened, we are really in a dangerous time. Super dangerous. Because how many more people are going to feel empowered by his words you know, and of course he's not going to take any responsibility. He's not going to look at anything that he said to think, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't realize that I, I was, you know, coming across this way, you know, uh, but he's, he's just going to keep being who he is. And it's unfortunate. And so now people are thinking, oh, well, the president says this. So I think this too. And they're uneducated mm-hmm. and they're mediocre and, mm-hmm. and, and, and they're all, all of a sudden people learn from this man that's on TV, just spouting out whatever he wants and they're like, okay, this is what this is how I feel. And then they and He's they do right. it. And they do it. It's like yeah. that's the thing is, even if like, you know, we think, oh, these people feel a certain way, when they actually now do something, there is a consequence. There's life lost now because a person took what your president said and did it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there's one of the rallies where there's a video where a black guy's walking up, leaving the arena, and an old white man just punches him in the face. Have you seen that video? I don't think I've seen oh, that. Oh, yeah. He, and it's at, a, I think, a Trump rally or something. I think the guy was there, the black guy was there to kind of like, you know, wow. hold, you know, say some kind of opposing things. But he's leaving calmly, and an older white man just sucker punches him. Whew. And I'm like, okay, what? that's it just right there. Right there. The president, you know, emboldened this old man For who sure. may have felt that way to begin with. But mm-hmm. now he feels like, oh, I can do it now. Yeah. So if it's a punch now, it's now becoming an actual shooting. You know, people are actually dead. So it's like, that's one thing about politics that's always bothered me. And I, I keep I keep bringing this up. It's really about what people are saying. Mm-hmm. It's not really even about policy or agendas or legislation or stuff. All that stuff that's happening, you know, in Congress and Senate, it's this. Yeah. It's this that actually affects me. Right. Now someone on the street can get upset at me because their president told them to. And yeah. they can take it out on me. That's exactly That's what, what bothers me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the other thing that bothers me also with these situations is how quickly mental illness comes into the conversation when it is a white male. But you've never noticed, I've noticed, I should say, that they never bring up mental illness when it is a person of never. color. And I find that I find that to be odd because if you look at the scope of history, and we talk about this all the time, 
people of color probably suffer from PTSD and mental illness more so than any other race just due to the treatment that we've experienced over years. I mean, right. going years, from slavery on a, basis, right. on a daily basis, but going from slavery to Jim Crow to police brutality, just those three blips in the timeline, you know, there are separate eras of, of pain and trauma. I mean, uh, my mom just told me the other day, and I hope my parents aren't listening to this, but my mom just told me the other day when, when my dad, because my dad, he was born in 1944 in Mississippi. Mm. Okay. So he's seen and experienced so much and it breaks my heart. And I know that this man has PTSD, whether he wants to talk about it or not. But when he saw those young boys that, I don't know if you saw this, they, they shot holes into the sign for Emmett Till's, uh, like mm. Memorial mm-hmm. Highway. Yeah. He cried. And he was like, wow. people don't understand how hurtful this is. Wow. Because why would he think in 2019 he would still have to see that crap? Yeah. So PTSD and, and mental illness for people of color is a very real thing due to past to our past. And I think there was even an article that said that the pain and the trauma even from our ancestors is passed down in our DNA. In our DNA. So I'm actually surprised, and of course I'm not encouraging this, don't take it that way, but I'm surprised that there aren't more uh, mass murderers of people of color because if somebody just snapped one day and that they were sick of how this country had treated them, they're sick of how we're looked at, they're sick of not being protected, they're sick of being a part of a system that is not made for them, and they just went on a rampage. I honestly don't think that anybody could blame you them. You couldn't. They, it would make sense. Okay, yeah, you've been through a lot. I mean, even the whole term of going postal. When people say that, people kind of understand that someone's just at their wits end. They've yeah. been so frustrated with yeah. work, how people are treating them, and they just lose it. Mm-hmm. If there's an ethnic group that could go postal, it should be us. For sure. Or Native Americans. Or, yeah, exactly. And we don't. Yeah. Like, we're, honestly, we're very calm and then probably too understanding to, to our fault. Mm-hmm. But like, and then they still have this idea that we're dangerous. Yeah. Like, it's the angry black woman or angry black man. Like, we're... We're the real threat here. Like I mean, it's, it's it's kind of brilliant when you think about it's it. The bril- way that it's very brilliant. They flipped the script in Super that sense. Smart. Yes. And and I don't know how we'll change that narrative back. Um, I I would like to think that people are because of social media and because of technology and because of now us being able to see things in an instant when they happen, people are starting to realize that oh. Maybe what I've thought this whole time really isn't true. Maybe all black people aren't thugs and criminals. Maybe all Hispanics aren't rapists and, 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 and murderers and, you know, all of these horrible things that they've been thinking this whole time because we're now seeing different different perspectives and different narratives because people are posting all of the crap that's happening. We just need more mixed babies. That's it. We do. Just cut I'm out the bloodlines. I'm telling you. Just date outside your race. I'm telling you. Once we get in there, like, oh, wow. Nice. Somebody said that in a tweet. It was like, you guys are getting so lazy with all this social justice stuff. You just need to be in an interracial relationship and cut off their bloodline. That's it. Because honestly, <laughs> once people get close enough to your family and realize that, and they've never had that connection to another ethnic group, like, oh, they're just like us. Like, yeah. And that's the are. problem. They don't have any connection to those ethnic groups. They only Mm-mm. go off of what they see in the media or what they, of course, hear the president say. And that's a shame. It's a shame because if you actually just get to know somebody outside of your bubble, you realize the world is a lot bigger than the little square foot that you're living in. And that's what's crazy when we look at like other countries and like we look almost look down upon them. It's like, you know, they're either a third world country or they're just not as civilized mm-hmm. or they're just their infrastructure is not as, you know, uh, nice as ours. But they're not killing anybody. Right. 
They're not shooting up anybody. Right. So I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't get why we feel like America is such this great country. I, I understand we have some freedoms and some things here that are, you know, right. better than other countries. But there's a lot of countries I'd rather be in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other countries maybe don't have the infrastructure that we have that are a lot safer well, for Well, yeah, man. there's a lot of countries that are safer for, for people of color, for black people specifically, absolutely, because we're viewed as humans. Mm-hmm. And, and and still in this country, even in 2019, I mean, I even had somebody arguing with me on Instagram saying like, you know, why can't you guys just get over it? Like we fought a war for phrase, uh, slaves to be freed. And I'm like, do you truly think that just fighting a war, all of a sudden there's atonement? It doesn't work that way. You know, and it's like that. This, so we're supposed to forget slavery. We're supposed to just forget uh, Jim Crow. We're supposed to forget police brutality. But 9-11. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But 9-11, we never are allowed to forget that. No. That's literally on every bumper sticker that, that says Absolutely. 9-11. Absolutely. But you don't think forget. any of those things I just listed as a form of terrorism on, a peop- on our people? How is it not? And those are just three things you're mentioning. For sure. Just three. Yeah. Like Because I, I, there's a bunch of umbrellas underneath that. Right. Where there's Black Wall Street or the ski. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, this, you could go on for forever. The list yeah. is so long. And it, isn't, and it isn't just black people. I mean, and I'm not... I want to make it very clear that I'm not trying to villainize white people as a whole. And I think white people that are doing the work in social justice and, and understand what's being happened, they don't get personally attacked by when we say a general statement of white people. You know who we're talking about. But if you look at the scope of history in general, it has been white people that have had some sort of um, colonization or some mm-hmm. sort of, um, what is the word I'm looking for, uh, I mean, they, they've just take, uh, had control over black people, Hispanic people, Native Americans, Asian Americans. You know, the list goes on, and it's all about just this need and obsession with having power. It's funny, because even as you just said what you said right now, it's we don't even realize how deep the control is, because you said uh, black people, and then you said Hispanics. Like, the term Hispanic mm-hmm. is European. Mm, it's true. Right. So they've so wiped out a whole culture. Like I I was talking to my daughter the other day. She said... um, It should have said Latin. (laughs) Well, even that. Even Latin is wrong. Well, they say Latinx. That's what they say. But Latin is still Latin. That's still in Europe. It's European. See, Latin America... See, that's what I'm saying. There's so many layers to this. There are. There are. You're right. Because Latin is Italian, French, and Spanish. That whole area... Is, is Latin. That's where the word, the language came from. But we're so indoctrinated with European culture that we still think they're Latino. No, no, they're Hispanic. They're Mexican or they're El Salvadorian. They're from their country, but yeah, we still Colombian. call them, right. We call, yeah, and even the word Colombian one. is yeah. co- from Columbus. Mm. So much of it is in, is so, so deep. Okay, so question, because we're going to digress a little bit on this, because this is interesting. So you don't think that people from Latin America call themselves Latino? They do, because mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't know anything else to call themselves. That's what they, okay. Right. So like, um, even the Philippines, that's mm-hmm. named after Philip from Spain. Mm-hmm. But like, that's They're not... Filipino or Philippine. Right. Yeah, but the, yeah. before it was called, it was called a word that's that native to that language, mm-hmm. to that culture. They don't know anything else now. They've been called Philippines since the 1500s. Like we're Americans. Right. right. So they should be called. But exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like we don't understand how deep this is that, you know, the colonization of these areas and these countries and the control of white people has caused us to think that even the right thing is the right thing when it's still the wrong mm. thing. Like we're mm-hmm. so, we, we have so much. And I, oh yeah, I was saying this. So my daughter said, wow, these guys were speaking Spanish. All these white guys were speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I said, honey, Spanish is white. Mm. It's it's from Europe. It's from Spain. It's from Spain. Yeah. So I thought Mexicans speak Spanish. I says, well, 
they're Mexican, so they should be speaking a language called Mexic something, but they don't. It's actually called Nahuatl, but they don't speak it anymore. <laughs> and she said, well, why not? I said, because they've been wiped out. They don't, they don't have that language. And just to see the like her the crank in her That's mind, why like, Mexican oh, Spanish and Spanish Spanish Spain Spanish are, are slightly so different. different, right? Yeah. And so then I'm glad you said that because yeah. she goes, "Well, well, we're American, but we speak English." I'm like, right? We don't speak the real English; we speak our version of English, and that's why we have an accent. Mm-hmm. So when you go to England, they don't have an accent; we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I see her starting to put the like dots together, like okay, Europe came over here and then just dropped all their culture here, and now we kind of have like bastardized versions of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when we see, like even to this day, people saying, "Yeah, well, 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 just get over it." Like I can't. It's in front of me all the time. I still have to deal with it. Someone on Facebook wrote, "Why do we call you know African Americans African Americans, and we have Hispanic Americans and Asian Americans, and you just say Asian American, mm-hmm. but we don't say European Americans, right?" And I said, well, yeah, a landlord lives in your apartment, but they don't call themselves a tenant. <laughs> they call themselves the landlord, the landlord which yeah. is what white people are. You're the landlord. They mm. own this land. Mm. They call themselves the landlord. They don't call well, themselves they the tenant. they took this land. They took the land, right. So it's like, <laughs> we still have to deal with that. Like, I don't understand why we're expected to get over it. Whether it's, you know, just recently, like you said, with Jim Crow and all the other things, mm-hmm. or like slavery. That stuff was 400 years of that. Right. So, and then, yeah, I, my mom was from the South. And my dad grew up in the South. And like, there's still residue of that stuff that we have to deal with For sure. even today. But you know why we are told to, to get over it. Because oh, sure. then they have to come face to face with the demons of their past. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get... Look, we all know no white person today has anything to do with Jim Crow or slavery. Yes. That's not what anybody's saying when we talk about this stuff. We're simply saying that these systems that have been put into place only benefit you and you, the white people, need to talk to other white people that still believe in those systems to help dismantle them and make them understand like, hey, we have privilege. Hey, these mass shootings in this country is a white nationalist, white supremacist problem. So we know that there's white people out there that believe this and know this and I'm friends with a lot of them and y'all are doing some great work but the ones that get triggered by this you gotta do some soul searching because this isn't about you this isn't about you this isn't about you being white this isn't about you needing to own a gun this is a bigger problem that we need to address but see I also don't think they care enough like I think talking about it and almost like oh it's almost like us getting attention is a problem like, oh, well, why are we talking about black? The whole Black Lives Matter thing. The only reason anyone came up with all lives matter is because black people were saying something. Because white people want to be oppressed. Right, exactly. <laughs> they do. I'm sorry, so but they funny. do. I know you laugh when I say that, but they but do. I, no, I if you it. look at all, every, because they always come back with a this. They always come back with a whataboutism, you know? Yeah. And, and it's because it's like, why do you want this? Why do you want this? Why do you want this pain? Why do you want this? It's like you can't allow anybody to have attention. That's a very good point. They can't handle when somebody else has the attention. Especially us. Especially if it puts them in a bad light. Right. But it's not all of you, and you know that. We're putting in in the spotlight the ones that need to be fixed. The ones that need to stop thinking this way, the ones that are continuing to trickle down, to get, get these uh, bad narratives and these bad ideas from their ancestors. Those are the ones that we're talking about. I don't know if they feel like it's just, is it too hard? Because I think, of course, for it every is. comment, I mean, I think a, a, a sane person can look at what we're saying. Like, we're not talking about the person that really has nothing to do with slavery. Your parents didn't even get anything from it. 
And we're talking about the ones that did. There's yeah. several generations of families that you know are wealthy because of slavery. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the people who continue the narrative that black people are bad and they're thugs. And those are the people we're talking about. If yeah. it's not you, why do you get upset? Like, why do you? Why? Cause there's some guys on my Facebook who post stuff every time I bring up. And I don't bring up a lot of black stuff. Cause I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like to. But when it's obvious, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say something. And some guys are like, with the reparations thing. Uh, I'm going to jump on that real quick. No, but it kind of talk, yeah, yeah. You know, the whole gay reparations bill, and I made a funny joke about how, you know, if a gay black couple gets something, that's the first black people getting reparations. Yeah. <laughs> and so this guy's like, what, Carmel, like, you really expect us, like the black folks to get, that, 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 he was saying like, it's menial what gays are getting. So he's like, it's a tax refund. It's not really the same. I mean, you're not, you're comparing apples to oranges. I'm like, I'm not. I'm saying something is happening. Mm-hmm. They're doing something to right a wrong. Mm-hmm. And nothing has happened for our wrong, which was a billion times bigger than some tax form you couldn't fill out because they didn't, didn't treat you like you were married. Well, but you it's know, huge. you know, I it's disagreed with bigger. you. I get what you're saying, but you know, I disagreed with you on that. <laughs> we're going to digress a little bit and then we're going to go back because I do want to say this. The reason I don't agree with you fully, I hear what you're saying, but I don't agree because. With gay couples, it is it is a, a tangible, quantifiable amount of couples that you can actually say there's this many gay couples in the country that filed taxes together or were married when this wasn't in part of the tax code, so we can give them back that tax refund. I don't think that they know exactly how they would even figure out how to give reparations to black people. One, because you will have people like Rachel Dolezal <laughs> showing up and trying to claim their money. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's hard so the, to actually so, make that a quantifiable So that's what I was thing. saying is, that's what I, was, that's what I went off on that was when they think it's too hard, they just go the other direction. That's very That's what true. I was getting and at. Because it's true. so hard to start thinking about and quantifying all these things that, oh, why are you bringing it up? Oh, just get over it. Because sure. you don't want to deal with it. Because there's sure. a lot of layers we're going to have to peel back and peel back to get to the the nook and the crooks of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do it, so let's just not do it. And the problem is that they even got to that point with reparations. They should have dealt with it a long time ago. I mean, that's the that's bottom it. line. That's, that's the, the bottom, bottom line. line. They should that's have done this long hundreds ago. of years ago, and we wouldn't be in this situation. End of story. So I, I get you, but that's, that's for another day, another <laughs> conversation, because we could talk about that for a whole hour. But let's get back to this. So... People also, I've noticed, are very afraid of this word white supremacy, of mm. this phrase white supremacy mm-hmm. and white nationalism. But a lot of these guys are, are, are doing these shootings in the name of that. And I don't understand why people are so afraid to just call it what it is. Because when you start talking white supremacy, any, any kind of like comparison that we've made with Trump to Hitler, people get antsy about. But is this not another clear evidence that this is very similar yep where yep a leader tells people we don't like this group of people or we don't because they're like this and then someone goes out and, and does someone something. goes out and does something it's, about it's, it. it's getting more and it's more terrifying. like terrifying so like that's why they don't like the term white supremacy because they always go back to the nazis and hitler but this is looking more and more like the same thing and another thing is <clears throat> we're well aware that not every mass shooter is white Nobody's saying that. You can look at the statistics, but you also, in looking in those statistics, see that the percentage of white male shooters is way higher than any other race in this country. And that makes it a problem. That makes it a problem that we need to solve. And this isn't about mental illness. This isn't about um, um, the Second Amendment, like I said. This is about just angry, middle-of-the-road white male that feel that their anger gives them the permission to kill and hurt anybody that they want to. And I hate when they bring up um, 
black on black crime or like <sighs> gang yeah. shootings. I'm of like, course. which black on black crime does not exist. I just, it's just crime. <laughs> right. It's just crime. Exactly. It's just crime. Exactly. It's just because crime. every ethnicity kills more of their own ethnicity. Period. Because you're around that you're around ethnicity. Them, more. <laughs> that's just, that's just like, it's common sense. But yeah, I, I completely agree. But they agree. always bring that up as that this is the, oh yeah, but look what you guys do. I'm like, but you guys do the same thing. Yeah. All ethnic groups kill each other, but but on a major level, it's white folks for sure. Like it's not even for close. Sure. I, and you know, it's not just one group. But if we have to look at the numbers, if out of a hundred mass shootings, ninety eight of them are com- is a white male. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not even close. And we're not bringing up stuff. We're not making up stuff. So I hate when people start. Oh, you're exaggerating. We're not. You can literally look at the numbers. I remember when I, like I said again about who was the most. Terrorizing ethnic. I pulled up on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Just pulled it up. It took me five seconds to pull it up, and it was way. It wasn't even close. I think like, you know, um, Muslim terrorists was like I think had a thousand shootings in the past year, and it was like something like um, black shootings like four or five hundred, and it was like ten thousand, mm-hmm. ten thousand. It was like so so way over and above in terms of white males killing people, and I'm like. What are we not seeing? Are we just really looking past this? Because yeah. like, like so we're just making like, oh, okay, whatever. Because you said that earlier, like we see it, we keep seeing it, and we get numb to it. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is, if it's a, uh, you know, a Muslim jihadist or you know, a black guy shoots someone, it's on every news channel. And actually, it's, it's like taken. huge. I mean, we saw with the shooting in San Bernardino, and then there was a, the shooting at, at the nightclub in Florida. Mm-hmm. Those are both Muslim people. Trump enforced a Muslim ban. That was two incidences. We had 9-11. Now we all got to take our shoes off at the airport. Right. And right. you're going to encroach upon my travel experience when I didn't do anything. Didn't do a thing. But how many times do white males have to commit the same crime over and over and over again until something is done? I mean, there was a, a white male killed a bunch of children, babies, and you guys didn't do anything. And I'm talking to you guys as if you're listening, but you know, <laughs> as if the people making the laws are listening. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it blows my mind that when it's a person of color, action is taken. But when it's a white male, it's mental illness, and there's just thoughts and prayers and no action. Could you imagine if a black male had killed all those kids at Sandy Hook? There would not be a single gun in this country left. No. It wouldn't even, please. I think First have, of they would have arrested all of us. All those black men would have got arrested. Like, we don't care. We're just going to arrest all of you. We would be put back in into cages. Like, we're yes. going back into this time. Yeah, Easily. absolutely. Absolutely. It's not, there's no question about it. And I guarantee, and I always say this, but if every single black person in this country, just on the same day, like we had some sort of secret server on the internet, was like, all right, August 31st, mm. we're all going to go buy a gun. Mm. Ooh, child, please. Oh, no. It would, gun control legislation Ooh, would be passed September 1st. No, Congress, <laughs> none of them would leave. They would, be in the, they would be in there all night getting that settled. Absolutely. There's no way. There's no way. And that's crazy to me because when you see the facts and you see the statistics, we are not the threat right now. Nope. Have black people co- committed crimes, of course. Yeah. Have people of color, other people of color committed crimes. Muslims, Asians, Hispanic, absolutely. But you guys got to stop running away from the facts and the statistics. You have to stop running away from it and just call it what it is. There is a rise of white supremacy and men with guns that are angry at the world and think that they have the right to kill and shoot anybody. And that's not okay. It was crazy. It's like, I've never really felt, um, I shouldn't say fearful or like anxieties or anxious or anything like that, even around rednecks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like for a while, my mom lived in uh, the Inland Empire out Mm -hmm. in Paris and in Hemet, there's a lot of like 
neo-Nazis out there mm. and a lot of rednecks. Okay. Not and but, she's yeah. mentioned, right, and she's mentioned a couple of times when she was out there, she ran into some people. And I was like, okay, you know, you know, just be careful, whatever. And then, like, I'm glad I don't live out there right now. Because mm. honestly, I would I would be fearful. I'm, I've always laughed at when people see a black guy walk across the street and did the whole, you know, story of, oh, the white girl clutched her purse. It's like, ain't nobody thinking about you. Like, 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 I want your purse. <laughs> if I got more money than you do. But, like... Now I kind of think if I saw, you know, a group of white white dudes that were, you know, skinheads or whatever, I might be worried. I'd be terrified. Because I've I'm now seeing actual things happen where those group of people are doing things to people of color. I can't think of one incident I can think of in, <laughs> on the news where a, a black male actually did something. I mean, you know, thugs happen. Thugs do stuff, but like it's not nearly as often as this. Right. Where right. People of color are being killed, mm-hmm. or just people in general. But yeah. again, the perpetrator is a, a white male. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm a little nervous right. now. So it's like that's warranted. Absolutely. The the narrative of us being the threat is not, and it's still so prevalent. It's still so crazily like I can't understand. Like, you know, again, it's a lot of you know old white ideas that's you know not ever going to change. It's kind of just been in our country for so many years. So like. What can we do now with the ability of social media and, you know, how fast we can get turn things viral mm-hmm. that we can change that narrative? How can we create that that ideal now that, no, these aren't the people doing that. It's these people. I mean, I think it's slowly happening, but again, it's slowly very happening. Very slow. It's very uh, slow. We haven't made a dent in that yet because there's still all of middle America. There's still people, you know, that think that Trump is doing good stuff. They actually think that he is going to end the AIDS epidemic and cure childhood cancer like he just said the other day. I, I mean, it's 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 unfortunate how uneducated people are and how willingly uneducated they are. That's what bothers me is that people don't actually want to take the time to be educated about mm-hmm. this stuff. They they believe what they're told and then that's enough for them. It's comfortable. Well, it's ignorance is, that's why they say ignorance is bliss. It is, it, yeah. It exactly. truly is bliss. <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. They, I'd, I'd rather just, you know, drink my beer, you know, shoot my guns and go, you know, vote for Trump. That's it. Exactly. Because you don't got to worry about nothing. Right. They're not going to go read books and try to figure not. this stuff out. Um, I yeah. remember seeing a video of uh, Dr. Frances Cress Wilson, who I mentioned her book several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, paper. Yeah. She talked about how if, if blacks are inferior, which that's, been the you know story for since mm-hmm. this country began. Why, if you gave him all the resources, then you shouldn't really have any problem because we're inferior. Mm-hmm. But instead, you give us no resources, and the minute we show any kind of inkling of rising up, you shut us down. Right. So then, in actuality, you consider us a threat because you're probably realizing that we're superior. I mean, that's what was the brilliance of Get Out. Yes. With Jordan Peele. Yes. And if you didn't see that movie, I highly recommend yes. go seeing it. But I think that that's exactly what he was hitting the nail on the head with. Because why else would they want to, wanting to be adapting these traits of these black people if they didn't actually think that they had something better? Mm-hmm. So I, I think, yeah, I absolutely think that that's the fear that they have. Then, then, then that's why it's so easy for us to get killed. So easy for us to put in the ghettos and then keep us out of school and not give us loans and not do anything for us. Because if you keep us down, then you, you know, preserve your own race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's crazy though. <laughs> even now, we still have people out there doing things that are wiping people out. Like these people are literally killing people. Yeah. And you still don't get it. Yeah. Like you still don't see it. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe I shouldn't say they don't get it. They do get it. They know what's going on. It's it's us. It's the people who are 
listening to this podcast because you're you're pretty smart and intelligent that have the ability to change these things. We yeah. can we can do these things. We can change it. Those people out there that see these things happening, they're they're portraying this for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're allowing this to happen for a reason. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what gun control laws are ever going to change. I don't know what you know if it's. I don't like, even know how that would look. Like, like, I, yeah, look I don't know like, what I would look. But, I don't know. I don't know what the whole the whole end result would be anyway. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, people still can get what they want, and not only that, like. There's a whole like notion that a lot of the guns that end up in Chicago or in Detroit or in in L. A. where blacks are shooting each other are planted. Are planted. Yeah. So if people want this to happen, it's going to happen. So yeah. that's why that's why I get to the point. Where, like that's the thing I want to reveal and unveil. Mm-hmm. Like what is actually going on? Because I think some people, like you said, aren't unedu- aren't educated enough or don't want to be. And again, I think it goes back to like if you start digging, you might find some stuff you really didn't want to see. Yeah. So I think it's really, I think it's, it's, it's way darker than we think it is because this should be an easy fix. You would think. <laughs> it should be an easy fix. This you many killings. Think. Yeah. I so mean, is it not happening Change for the reason? background checks. Make it harder to get guns. Ban, I, and I'm not even saying ban assault rifles, quote unquote. Like if you hunt, fine. Make it harder to get a hunting license. Mm-hmm. But no, like I said, no regular civilian, no stay at home mom with their little infant should have a freaking rifle. Nope. Any AK-47, whatever, high magazine, I don't even know the terminology. I just know if it's a big gun, it does a lot of damage, and you do not need it in your house. Right. End of story. But I want to backtrack a little bit when we're talking about quote-unquote black-on-black crime. And people always love to bring up Chicago whenever mass shootings happen. Look, we know a lot of shootings happen in Chicago. Mm -hmm. We know that the deaths of black bodies in Chicago against from other black bodies is... A very harrowing situation. We get it. However, let me make this very clear. Not that I'm condoning this and I don't agree with it and I don't think anybody should kill anybody, but gangs in Chicago are territorial. Mm-hmm. They keep it in-house. Right. They, you will never, and I mean this and I say this very strongly, you will never find a gang just go to any run-of-the-mill mall or grocery store or post office and just kill a bunch of people that they don't know. Right. Everything is somebody that has beef with somebody else. And that's just how gangs are. I know people that have been in gangs and that that is just what the gang culture is. So you cannot compare the two with someone who's just had a bad day and decided to go shoot up a movie theater when people are just trying to see Frick the new Spider-Man or something. It's not the same thing. And that that is in our DNA. I mean, we've been tribal for how, forever. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, I'm from this side of the town, you're from that side of the town, you looked at me wrong, you get shot. <laughs> you know, it used to be a spear back Sadly, in the day. Sadly, it is that it it's, is that simple. That's yeah. that simple. You yeah. know, it used to be a spear back in the day. Now, you know, that would start a war and whatever. And then honestly though, it's different when someone has another gun. Now at least okay, we're fighting each other. These are completely innocent people. And they're unassuming. They're unassuming. not going to they're not going to Walmart thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get shot up today." Like, nobody, nobody's thinking that. You can't, I mean, what, what do we have? We have schools, we have the mall, we have the movie, movie theater, theater, we have post office, we have club. restaurants, clubs. Like, yeah. you literally can't do anything without worrying that some crazy person is going to just walk in and shoot you in the name of God knows what. Right. And, and so when you bring up Chicago and gangs, like, you kind of know this is a gang area. And gangs know that. Yeah. They, they know where not to walk around. So it's like, they have... So to bring that up as a, as some kind of comparison is beyond foolish. These people are there's gang members who go to Walmart. They're right. not getting shot there. They know this is a safe place. I can go to Walmart. I'm cool. Whatever. But now they go back to their hood or they go down the wrong street. That's a whole right. other story. But the mall and the movie should be okay. Yeah. They shouldn't. I shouldn't have to worry about uh, 
Johnny getting up and then getting pissed off because some girl told him he, he was ugly. Right. And he just shoots up 86 people for no right. reason. That Gangs are not doing that. Right. Gangs are, they're shooting, I got a beef with him, he took some money, he took my girl, he walked across the street, whatever. He shot. It's something that has something to do with something you it's did to me. completely in-house. Right. And not just, just random. Right. It's never random. And I don't understand why people just don't get that. They, I mean, they don't want they, to. They, again, they but don't want e- to. It's easier for them to be like, oh, well, black people, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, this has nothing to do with this situation. And if anything, I mean, I, I, and I hate to say it, yeah, again, like I condone killing, but like, okay, if you are wiping each other out, okay, cool. Like, I, honestly, I'm not, I'm not tripping off games. You're on both a problem. Right, you're so both, exactly. Yeah, you're like, both problems. Yeah. You want to take care of yeah. each other? Cool. <laughs> Wipe yourselves out. I'm for cool sure. with that. For sure. This dude, Sandy Hook, club what they're killing innocent people mm-hmm. kids are getting shot and killed like i this is not the right. same thing but even with the the gang activity and the crime within those communities let's talk about mental illness in that situation yes. let's talk about ptsd in those situations because how did they even get to that point right look at the system as a whole people don't understand that this is all a domino effect and, and there's causes and effects to these situations. So they're in that position because of something else, because of something else, because of something else. And it all, I'm sorry, everything goes back to slavery. It, do, yep. it does. And it that does. may sound so dramatic and so ridiculous to all of you, but if our people weren't taken and uprooted from their original home in the first place and brought over here, none of us would be here in the first place and we wouldn't be going through this this history of oppression. So you have to really look at history to see, okay, well, why are these in this situations? If it, let's say that they got in jail for like a minor infraction with marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. Now they can't vote when mm-hmm. they got out after a year and a half of being in jail. They can't get a job because nobody hires someone that's a felon. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? They go to the streets. They go to the streets and they sell drugs. They become part of a gang because mm-hmm. that gives them quote unquote stability somehow. And then they end up having beef with the gang from the other side of the town. And that just ends up being the, the part of the culture and then the environment that they're in. You have to look at how the system's set up to understand how people end up in these situations. And if you don't look at that, you're just going to think, oh, black people are killing black people. Well, it's the same thing as this white guy just walking into Walmart and shooting a bunch of people. And it's not. And that's just ignorant. It's funny because people don't look at why gangs exist. If they look at the historical reason why they're there. And as you just went through systematically, that there's a reason why this man left a environment where he was okay and joined a gang. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because he wanted to. Right. It's because he needed to. It became a necessity. And it's funny because a lot. There's been a lot of stories that talk about some of the more prominent gang members would make excellent CEOs. Mm. They've mm. shown several several stories where this person was placed at this company. The way they're able to manage a group of men to get something done, and they're having to do it, and it's illegal, mm-hmm. and they're being successful. I'd imagine if what they were doing was legal. And I remember watching um, a video also with Killer Mike on his um, his series on Netflix. I forget the name of it. But he talked to a group of Crips and a group of Bloods mm-hmm. in Atlanta and talked about how they could take what they're doing and make money off of it. And he said, look at Hell's Angels. Look at some of the biker gangs that are like kind of legal gangs. And they're making money off what they're doing. So you could do the same thing. And they created two soda pops. I don't know if you heard of it or not. Mm-mm. One was called... Cripacola. Oh my God, stop. And one was called, I think, Blood Pop. And they made money. It worked. And honestly, the branding was was amazing. That's awesome. And, and you could see these guys got excited about it. That's cool. They weren't trying to go out there and trap. They were not trying to go out there and like gangbang. They, they wanted something to make some money for their family, mm-hmm. to be a part of something. Yeah. So it's like, it's not because we want to do this. It's because they have to. And yeah, they get caught up in a system and they get spit out again. What are they going to go to? 
You can't get a job. You just, you just mentioned that. So They're they go back to the They're literally stuck. They're stuck. And we want to talk about reparations for black people. Why don't you start by giving all the people that were put in jail for marijuana their own marijuana business? Yeah. Give them a dispensary. Wow. Because while they've been in jail this whole time, white men have been become millionaires because of the same thing that they were put in jail for, what, 25 years for? Yep. So you want to write, start with writing a wrong? Why don't we take them all out of jail and give them their own dispensary business? Yeah, you can look that up. All That's all documented. That's so, easy to do. It is very easy and to the, do. And these white men have become millionaires literally overnight. Millionaires. They open up CBD and THC overnight success. I actually gave an Uber ride to a guy who, he uh, what was he doing? He's in marketing. Had an average job. Mm-hmm. His buddy opened up a dispensary in Colorado. He's like, I'm flying out there today because we're making too much money. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, we don't know how to manage it, so we're having a meeting, and I have to go out there tonight. I'm like, you're making too much money? He's like, yeah, it's actually a problem. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And that, in, in turn, would, one, it would be a form of reparation for black people. Mm-hmm. It would right the wrong for the people that were wrongfully incarcerated. It would help the economy. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? If we want to talk, it would build jobs for black people. And also, if you started them in disenfranchised communities, it would even be better for those community communities because you're gentrifying, quote unquote, but within those communities. Mm-hmm. Black people are gentrifying their own black communities. How much would that help? It's like, I, I can just sit here and think of so many ways to make things better, but nobody's doing them because it doesn't fit into the narrative that we're trying to fit into. Right. And again, I think it goes back to what uh, Dr. Francis Wilson said is they don't want us to be better. They don't not. want, we, we're really gonna have to do it on our own. And we're gonna have not. to fight and scrap and be behind the eight ball, maybe several eight balls in order to do it. But what's crazy is we still make it. Mm-hmm. We still make it happen. So it's like, it, that's kudos to us. But like, when we talk to people who, like, again, people who listen to this show and people are friends who are more, you know, sane and level-minded and kind of wonder why we rant about this so much, or why we can, it's because of that. Yeah. It's because of something that's so obviously wrong. Where you, you've arrested someone, put them in jail for X amount of years, and now that very thing is not only legal, not only legal, but, a but lucrative so it's, pro- it's lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this guy is still sitting behind bars looking at this guy making money. It's like... Can you just fix that? Like, okay, maybe you don't have the big things we're looking for, but just some very obvious issues. Can we fix that? And it's like, eh, no. Eh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. I mean, we know to this day there are still people behind bars for that. Yep. And I think that's one of the first things that need to be fixed. Um, but as far as gun control goes, I think black people just need to take them for the team. And and, and we do this little one-date thing. Where I'm we down with go, that. I've been, I mean, I've I'm been telling you, I'm it. telling you, I promise you, if every single black person in this country went and bought a gun on the same day, Ooh. they would be scared because they'd be like, oh my God, this is the the, the revolution we've been scared That's about. That's the one, exactly, exactly. And we ain't going to do nothing. We're just do trying nothing. to scare <laughs> you. We're not going to do nothing. Because we got to buy bullets too. We, <laughs> I ain't got money for all it comes, that. It comes with too much. We don't have time yeah. for all that. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm upset i'm frustrated and I'm, I'm really sad that we like i said we're just desensitized to this it's become part of a culture in this yeah. country yeah I like, I like to see what you guys think like you know on our facebook page or whatever post some like ideas because mm-hmm. i'm really kind of like blind as to what i don't really know the gun control laws like i said you said drexel would know mm-hmm. but anyone out there if you have any ideas what what some possibilities what makes sense what some end results that you would want to see go ahead and post them so we can talk about it because this is yes. one thing i've never really been educated on with gun control yeah, and yeah. as it's getting more and more like you know dangerous out here i kind of want to know more so we can start having more discussions absolutely 
So thank you so much for tuning in and let us know what you think. And we will see you for our last episode next week. See you later. Peace. Bye. And this episode of We Need to Talk is brought to you by Black Brew, the darkest, richest, boldest coffee anywhere.